Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Because Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bang. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash. Steven Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button yep. and the little notify bell, notify bell to make sure you always get your new going in raw notifications. notifications. I want to do this real quick. I want to give another shout out to the friendos on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson in case some of them are AEW exclusive fans. Yeah. Um, Weston Gibbon Music, Jordan Moten, Daniel Warner, Jamie Small, Shane Harrison, and uh, shoot, is the new channel member still available? Is that info still available uh, there? Well, that already no. disappeared. That already disappeared. Okay. Well, thanks, new channel member. Yes. Uh, we appreciate your support. All we sorts do, of great bonus do. content. Uh, on Monday, we rebooked New Japan Pro Wrestling on Overrun. Well, we booked it for 2020. We for re- this year. We didn't rebook it, yeah. For this year, we fantasy booked it. And then the next day on Tuesday in the bonus episode, we fantasy booked this year's Royal Rumble. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Wednesday, we fantasy booked a new Luchador. Yeah, we uh, we played Psycho Friendo. Uh, the th- Xbox 360 triple, triple A game. Yeah, Lucha Libre Heroes Del Ring. Yeah, and we made a new Hero Del Ring. Uh, Psycho Clown. Psycho Friendo. Psy- I'm sorry, Psycho Friendo. Psycho, Psycho Clown's Clown. a real wrestler. He's a real wrestler, yeah. Psycho Amigo uh, is our guy. And so uh, and we started the story mode. Uh, so it's a new game that we're learning. Well, it's new to us that we've been trying to figure yeah, out. It's almost 10 years old, I think. Trying to, to trying to like reprogram our brains to not be 2K, WWE 2K exactly, games. Exactly. It's not the easiest thing in the world, but it's a lot of fun to watch. We have fun playing it. We're going to do some more of that in the future. Yes. So if you're interested in that, patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson or YouTube channel membership, you get that bonus info. You got that right. Later on content. today for bonus content, we're going to do who won Wednesday. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to do that for like a like a scale down. I'm not going to produce it up. We're just going to sit here. And uh, talk and but go through the same beats that we did totally, for who won. Totally, we sort of stopped doing that for the regular channel because I don't know at this point, either people watch both of them, they watch one, or they watch the other. But I don't really think comparing them necessarily is like it's it's fun and it's silly. Yeah, but and that that's overrun. That that's bonus content yeah. for you. Yeah, it's so, not necessary uh, programming for the main channel. Right, exactly. Yeah, we'll do a news brief later on today. Um, so uh, let's hop. There was a new episode of AEW. Last night, oh yeah, uh, AEW is really uh, it's it's interesting uh, being on Twitter and seeing the very divisive reaction that AEW brings because mm. I didn't think last night's was really any all that different from any other week. Uh, yeah, I mean they they always have good matches. Like I thought, I thought Statlander versus Riho was a good match until the end when it was overbooked. Um, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus Private Party had cool stuff. Uh, Daniels versus Sammy Guevara was decent. Lucha Bros versus Cody and Dustin. I thought that was good. I thought I had sort of a qualm with the winner of the match. Though. Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, MJF, he's delivering these awesome segments yeah, was good every week. The comedy match was fun. So, I mean, a little bit, some of it may have been a bit on the predictable side, but uh, I mean, uh, it was an AEW episode. I'm not really sure. What was your take on it? For me, it's, it's it may be, uh, I'm not in the majority of this opinion. I kind of prefer Dynamite when it's not so story driven. Um, mm. Like how they're doing stuff with Hangman Page, I like finally they're doing something with them. And it's not. He loves alcohol. He likes to drink, but he's drinking because there's an emptiness inside him. Yeah. You know, he thinks he had to leave the elite because he's losing all the time. Right. 
Um, and, and, you know, he's having, you know, he and Kenny can kind of work together in the ring, but there's still some tension between him and the rest of the elite. And it's pl- being played out, but it's not huge and overbearing. But like the, the Dark Order stuff, it just feels like WWE light. And yeah. that's not the flavor I, I prefer from AEW. I, like the first three weeks I really liked because the story stuff wasn't, you know, too over the top. Mm-hmm. It was all basic. Like right now, they made such a huge deal about win-loss records mat- mattering. Um, and I thought, okay, they're doing that because people are going to be motivated to win because there's actual tangible things that come from victories. Mm-hmm. And now they're just kind of like they post the rankings. And sometimes they seem somewhat arbitrary. Yeah. Um, and and it's kind of it only it only motivates the occasion like some title bouts and otherwise it you know doesn't really come into play like oh this person wants to win this match because they feel like they need to move up the rating yeah they did that really well at first and now they don't really focus on it i wonder if it's just it's like too on i mean it is look it's again i mean i've said this like week to week as sort of aew has gotten past the honeymoon phase Booking weekly television it is, is not easy. It's a difficult thing to do. It really is. Um, and so, so, I mean, that being said, I've sort of been there with AEW for a while now. And so week to week, it's like, I, I understand what I'm going to get. You're, you're always going to get really fun matches. Yeah. Um, and then the story stuff. Yeah, like Luther is goofy as all get out. Like the the The, the, the whole Nightmare Collective Luther. thing's kind of goofy. It, it's like super goofy. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I don't really know. I don't really know what like people expected. I know they they promised like a couple things, and maybe they shouldn't have gone in all in on like all the promises. Oh yeah, we're gonna do win win loss records. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. Um, yeah, I mean, it just it takes time to figure out. But it was a wrestling show. I thought it. <laughs> it was a wrestling show. It didn't bore me. It didn't put me to sleep. <laughs> right. I mean, it didn't have the shock value of say a Scott Steiner returning. Oh, I mean, um, well, very few things do. But I mean, how often age. does that happen? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I, I guess it's, it's not so much that they're trying to tell stories because I want to tell stories. It's just when they do stuff. Just the Dark Order comes to mind. That seems very w like like a, something really out of WWE's playbook. And it's like, well, I already have that with on Raw or SmackDown. I don't even know. I don't even know that they would do that, like to the level that AEW does it. It's like even cheesier. It's like WWE from like the aughts. Yeah, you know. But I mean, like I've seen that. I I have something another company that already does that kind of stuff. Yeah, or has tried to do something not exactly that specific, but in the general sense, over the top kind of. Yeah, mis- you know, characters have some mystique about them, and 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 I don't know. It's like people competing. Mm-hmm. And you, there's plenty of stories you can you can you can have you can motivate this by people competing. Yeah, and I don't have to have these over the top. I don't know how much that's going to appeal. I because I thought that when you were when we were first talking about it, I mean that's that's all that's all that New Japan is 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 people who are characters and yeah, it's all, we're going to watch it on, on a weekly basis. I understand that. I don't know if they, that's a completely different beast. Than it's a different TV. beast, but I mean they're telling stories and they're telling stories in a very particular way. And regardless if there's weekly television or not, they still have tons of shows. Um, I don't have to. This is speaking for me personally, um, I don't have to have these huge story beats all the time because yeah. generally the stories are they're being told in New Japan aren't contained in the span of sometimes even a year, sometimes mm. over the course of several years. Yeah, and sometimes like the Naito story, the macro beats I get, I understand fully. I didn't necessarily need to know all the little micro beats here and there because by the time Wrestle Kingdom ended and he won everything, I got it and I understand how important it was. Yeah, but if you were to sit down though, like, and I don't mean to harp on this, but like if you were to sit down, I feel like we're having like an overview on AEW right now. If you were to oh, sit are. down and it's all well and good to say the Naito storyline plays out over a couple of years and you understand it all. If you were to sit down and figure that out on a weekly basis, which is a different thing than how we consume New Japan. Uh, I think well, it's it different be, than how New Japan even produces their product. Exactly. Uh, I think it'd be a much more difficult task to sort of take on AEW like this. And even it's, it's a different thing than, than the bookers at AEW. I mean, Cody's used to it. And that's why I think Cody's stuff is always the strongest. Cause it's obvious that he focuses on him and he probably focuses on a lot of other things, but mm-hmm. like he, you can tell that he's like, okay, well I know what I want to do with me yeah, and it works. It works yeah, yeah, really yeah. well. Like I thought, I mean, one qualm with like this week with the Cody stuff was, uh, MG, you know, the, them asking, hey, uh, what's your response to the MJF stuff? Well, MJF issued this thing a week ago, and Arn Anderson said, we're going to talk about it this week. 
Yeah. Well, you didn't talk about it already. Or maybe that's a mind game saying, hey, I know you've had a week, but we're going to get to it when we get to it. Sort of turning the tables on MJF. It's like Cody put this thing out there, this impassioned promo, and MJF is like, okay, fine. I've got all these convoluted hoops yeah. you got to go through. Yeah. Uh, and then Cody's like, yeah, we'll get back to you. You know, and it's sort of like maybe it's playing mind game. Maybe. I hope that's kind of the thing. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So instead, I mean, MJF it, just talks about having sex with DDP's daughter. Weird. Um, it's, and again, it's not a problem. It, it, it feels like there could be a middle ground to weekly episodic serialized storytelling a la WB and how AEW is trying to do it while not necessary. For me, it's not a problem with of, of hitting story beats on a weekly basis. That's not an issue. It's just how some of the story, it's mostly a dark order type stuff where it's over the top. Yeah. It's, it's something out of the WWE playbook. And not to say maybe dark order when they were super smash brother were doing something similar in the Indies. I don't remember. I don't know. Um, it just, it just feels like I'm getting too much of a flavor and get someplace else. Yeah. When I just want a whole new thing. And maybe yeah. that's, a, that's expectations on my part. I'm not putting, you know, it's unfair to put the whole blame on, on the, the, the feet of AEW. Yeah. But I guess my expectations were, oh, given where they've come from, given what they've done, my ex and given what the two first two or three episodes were, I was like, okay, this is something different. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. I think one of the things that, that you might be getting at is, like, not only do you have the Dark Order, you've got the Nightmare Collective. Uh, you know, you've got you've got two pretty big stories that are kind of the same thing. That are kind of the same thing, and they're both goofy. Yeah. Um, so, like the inner circle stuff, I get these guys are banding together to win, mm -hmm, yeah, to dominate. Makes yeah. total sense based on competition. Yeah. And from that competition, you get a sense of who these characters are. Mm -hmm. Works totally. Yeah. Totally. Were but like, what's 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 Brandy's motivation behind all this? Mm -hmm. Like, she wanted Chris Statlander to join. She's not, so she's taking it out on her. Yeah. But like, what's her what's her motivation? Does she want to take over the women's division? Yeah. Does she want to have her talents carry that belt like exclusively? Mm -hmm. If so, what's Luther's role in this whole thing? Mm -hmm. There's just so much unknown about it. Yeah. Like Dark Order. Now that they're doing those vignettes, I get a better sense of what they're about. And if it was kind of a instead of being some sort of a cultish mystical thing you know if if they present themselves as as here jobbers come with us and we can rehabilitate your careers mm -hmm. um and you can kind of give it some sort of edge without doing the mask stuff mm -hmm. that could be fun yeah yeah but no i think it's look it's going to be interesting to see where i mean i said this before tv started it's going to be interesting to see what their tv is going to look like now we know what it looks like. We're going to see it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it evolves. How yeah. it evolves. You know, it, this is it, it, AEW is a fascinating uh, look into how this is all playing out. It really is very interesting in the world of wrestling, um, and uh, and yeah, to see how they sort of uh, you know because Kenny Kenny just had like a Twitter thread where he answered he was answering yeah, yeah, like yeah. a QA thing, and he said that uh, you know he has to block a lot of the more ignorant takes. And in my opinion, in my opinion, there are a ton of very nitpicky yeah. takes out there. Yeah. Um, but that being said, uh, and I hope I don't, I don't want to come off as nitpicky because it's not like I didn't enjoy dynamite. No, what you're talking about is a very, you're not saying, Oh, I don't like that. So-and-so said this specifically. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is like, in terms of how you consume pro wrestling, uh, you hate AEW. <laughs> I'm sorry, joking. I think people understand what you're saying. Um, but uh, but no, there's a lot of nitpicky takes out there that I've seen. Um, I mean, to me, it's just, it's, it's. I mean, there are episodes that just, you can tell the, the, the performers feel more confident in the stories they're telling. Mm -hmm. And there's episodes where they're trying to wade through the waters and figure it out. I feel like that was one of them uh, from last night. But uh, no, this was this was very interesting about Kenny Omega because who's Elijah Washington here in chat brings up Kenny Omega. Yeah. And like I said, he was doing that QA on, mm -hmm. on Twitter and somebody mm -hmm. actually asked him the question. He answered it. You know, why are you taking sort of a backseat role? I'm not I'm not I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not quoting. Why are you taking more of a backseat role, which is one of the big complaints that a lot yeah. of people have had. Yeah. And he said, I lived out most of my dreams. Uh, my last run in so my last in new run. Japan. My current dream is to put over a new generation. And it's like, Kenny, they didn't sign you up for this yeah. to put over the new generation. They signed you up for this because you're a massive star. You need to realize that, man. Somebody needs to get through to him and say, dude, can you do both maybe? Yeah, here's the thing. If you build yourself up as top guy, someone, someone beats you, an up-and-comer, for example, you're, Darby Allen. You're a rising tide. That's a huge deal. You're a rising tide. Yeah, everybody, yeah, they all go up. Uh, so I thought that was that was interesting. 
and I thought that uh, uh, he also said that he does look at a lot of the criticism, the more constructive criticism, and he and he takes it in, and, and he. So it's look, we're what three months, three months deep into, into this thing. Uh, I want to see where we're going to be three years into this thing. So uh, so yeah, I don't. Wayne says Kenny's coasting. I don't. I honestly don't think he's coasting. I think he's putting a lot of effort yeah. into what he's focused on, which is not Kenny Omega right yeah. now, and yeah. I think that's. One problem that people have is like, dude, they it's like it's like, you know, somebody signs Michael Jordan to their team to be, you know, in 1992 to be baller. And he's all about making sure uh, the, the the first round draft pick gets all the gets the, the ball in crunch time. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm going to come off the bench. And, and, just... and guess what? In crunch time, I'm going to pass. Exactly. Set screens. Yeah. I'm not taking any shots. Yeah. So anyways, we'll get into it to start out with a match. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega uh, versus Private Party. Now. I did not watch Being the Elite this week. Nor did I. Somebody I, I saw, I think it was a WrestleTalk article that uh, that recapped it, said that Hangman Page apparently officially left the Elite okay. on the episode. Uh, I wonder, what, like, was it, was it explained why he still, I, mean, I know the match was set, but, like, why is he with Kenny Omega? I don't know. And, and, and I don't know. Okay. I don't right. know. I don't remember commentary saying anything about it. Okay. Um, uh, so, yeah. But no, <laughs> did, it was fun Did match, you feel though. like JR was a little more on point last night? He seemed to be having there at one point. I, remember, I wasn't during this match. I can't remember what it was. It was it was a, a, a some match. Someone did a suicide dive, and he kind of jokingly uh, corrected them, saying, "Don't you mean, mean a tope suicida?" Oh, okay. Uh, there was another moment where he said something along those lines. Oh, I can't remember it right now. But I didn't feel like Tony and Jr. were doing the, the "Hey, let's kind of make fun of the product a little bit" type stuff as much last night. Yeah, I usually notice my ears usually perk up when I hear that, and I think you're right about that. Maybe I don't know. Maybe somebody saw how great Taz was last week, and they were like, "Hey." This is what it needs to be, or that's going to be the commentary team. Yeah. And also this first match, like, his name was Dave something. In this first match, there was someone that used to do a, a commentary in Memphis that joined mm. the booth. Oh, yeah, Dave Brown. Dave Brown. I think it was yeah, Dave sorry. Brown. Um, and maybe just having that, that fourth person there may, it kept everybody on their best that behavior. That could be. That could be, yeah. But even throughout the whole night, I didn't notice JR was... Or Tony were just having laughs at the Yeah, I didn't anything. I didn't notice it nearly as much. And usually usually I don't really pay too close attention to the commentary unless I hear something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like bad umpiring. Yeah, exactly. I just eye roll. Um anyways, uh, it was a good match. It was a great match. And again, this is this these are the kind of stories for AEW I enjoy where you get character stuff and it, it influences the competitive nature of the match. So anyways, Paige is in first and he's isolated pretty quickly by a private party. Um, he has a shoulder tackle on uh, Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, suplexes Mark Quinn into him. Kenny comes in. He and Kenny have this great bit where they start chopping somebody, like this person's in the middle, and they just chop back and forth. It's great. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, uh, Cassidy eventually hits a springboard flatliner on Kenny. Uh, Page and Quinn in. Quinn hits a top rope fun splash on Page, and then gets back in the ring. Suicide dive to Kenny. Get back in the ring. Uh, dive over the top rope to Page. Back in the ring. Tope on Kenny. Back in the ring. Corkscrew Tope on Page. Amazing. Yeah, good stuff. And then he puts Paige back in the ring, hits a 450, gets a two, and the private party have the have the advantage for a good stretch. Uh, Isaiah Cassidy goes for a springboard. He eats a boot from Paige. Uh, Quinn tries for a double-team move. Uh, Paige catches him, hits a fallaway slam. Kenny gets in. Uh, a lot of good double-team offense from Kenny and Hangman Paige. Maybe Kenny, through working with Paige, is going to find his winning find the road to his winning ways again. Mm -hmm. And maybe by working with Kenny... Page can uh, work through his issues with the elite. Yeah, maybe that's the story they're working with. Maybe Kenny will have to have an intervention to keep Hangman from drinking so much. I hope they don't. You know, I, that's one thing about. We can just talk about that real quick before we continue with the match. That's one thing I really hope they don't do. Like, go overboard with the drinking thing. They haven't yet. They haven't yet. It's played as a goof because mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you can do that. It's not. It's not like super. Some, sometimes people do. Go I mean, up. I hope they don't do a thing where he shows up to the ring and he's acting drunk. I really don't want to go that's there. That's too much. Like it's that's silly. That's just that's too much. That's too much. Because then you're getting then you are getting into it's one thing. It's I mean, look, the guy the guy who who always has a drink in his hand that could be played for humor. Yes. When you start going down roads where it's just like, you know, like Jeff Hardy at Victory yes, Road. Yes, exactly. You don't want to harken back to. You that. don't want to do that at all. No. So, you know, a guy who has emotionally checked out and 
to the point, which is I think one thing they're doing with Paige, he's emotionally checked out, he's at a crossroads, and so he's gonna sit back and have some drinks, and and, and there's a little bit of apathy there, mm-hmm. so he's gonna have a drink or two. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is good comedy. Yeah. Uh, when you take it past that, he shows up drunk or they have to have an intervention, that's just bad. Yeah. That, that dives into just bad. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Yeah. Um, so the, the bit of double team offense from uh, Kenny and Paige culminates in like a pop-up powerbomb into a V-trigger. That earns him a two count. Kenny tries to V-trigger Isaiah Cassidy. Cassidy responds with a drop kick, uh, goes for one uh, V trigger of his own. Uh, Kenny evades that, tries to backdrop him out of the ring, but Mark Quinn gets on the apron, and so they hit silly string on Kenny. That gets him a two count. Uh, Quinn goes for a shooting star press. Kenny gets out of the way. Page is in. He goes for a buckshot lariat. Well, Kenny is holding up Mark Quinn, like we saw a couple weeks ago. Uh, Quinn moves. However, this time uh, Page does not lay out Kenny with the buckshot. He hold, he stops short. Um, and then Quinn shoves Paige into Kenny, uh, and then uh, Paige hits a discus lariat, gets a two. Uh, Paige and Kenny set up for some sort of doomsday-type move in the corner. Um, Private Party breaks that up. Uh, they hit gin and juice on Kennedy. Kenny. Uh, Hangman's in to break up the pin, and then uh, Kenny kind of, like, Mark Quinn tries to kick him. Kenny does a thing where you flip him over. In the process, Quinn... Uh, hits a flip kick on Page. We're thinking, all right, this would be their their road to an L. However, uh-huh. uh, Page hits a buckshot lariat right when Kenny's hitting a V trigger, and then Kenny hits one winged angel to pick the win. Mm, they yeah. seem to be on it, and then like after the match, everything was cool. Yeah, no animosity, no tension. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, uh, their celebration was cut short because backstage, Pac shows up, and he's got Nakazawa in the brutalizer. Yeah. Uh, There's refs and back stuff back there trying to break it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, Kenny, give me my rubber match. I want it now. Or he wants it at some point. And Kenny kind of looks at Paige, and Paige's like, go. Mm-hmm. And then Paige goes over. This is great. Paige goes over to a couple dudes in the in the crowd there in front, and he <laughs> grabs a beer. And then he starts wandering through the crowd drinking his beer, and he downs it. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but this is going to get him over more than anything they were doing in oh, the beginning. Oh, yeah, man. Just being like, you know, oh, hangman Adam Page. Good wrestler, babyface, cool-looking guy. No, man, this is actually giving the guy some dimension and some conflict, and people like that. Mm-hmm. People want that, and and he's over. Like the crowd is really into him. Yeah, 
So I am very interested. At first, I was like, man, they're doing another one of them. They're doing some of them now. I'm very interested to see where exactly. he's going to go with this. So. Yes, exactly. So that's good. Uh, next, Chris Statlander versus Riho for the uh, AEW Women's Championship. Brandy was on commentary. Um, and this was a really good match. Tons of fun. Yeah. It just kind of devolved into an uh, overbooked mess at the end. You know, okay, so I'm going to defend this now. All right. All right. Because one thing that people also expected going to AEW was, oh, they're not going to do wonky finishes. And even you and I would be like, oh, I doubt they're going to do wonky finish AEW, doesn't it? Look, man, one of the great traditions of pro wrestling is wonky flipping finishes. Yeah. It really is. DQ finishes, storyline overbooked finishes. I'm totally fine with that kind of stuff because it's just, it's that's part of pro wrestling. You got to get out of you know they're not going to do a title change here. No, um, and so you got to get out of it of some way. Maybe maybe the issue so much is the wonk finish. Maybe the the, the the issue is there's not a stronger story behind the wonky finish. Like I don't know. I mean, like I think the general consensus the nightmare collective stuff really isn't working. Yeah, and maybe I think for me it was like. I mean, it's totally expected. It totally uh, is consistent with Brandy's motivation. She wanted to recruit Statlander. Statlander said no. Now she's upset. I understand all that. I yeah. understand why she wouldn't get in the way of, of Statlander could potentially win the belt. It's just not. It's it's just not presented in a, in a strong enough fashion for me to really care about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I look at it and I just okay. Well, this is the story that we're being presented. Like, it doesn't generate an emotional reaction in me. Uh, that's for sure. And I think that's the problem. Is, is, yeah. Is they, and maybe part of the problem, too, is that is you got Statlander getting screwed out of the title when she's facing not just a champion, but, like, the top face in the women's division. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you get the feeling like Riho, granted it's, it's unbeknownst to her, is, is being handed a win. Mm-hmm. It's not great for Riho. Yeah. It's just kind of the ingredients involved. And in this they all, is kind of they off. all, but and they all like Riho reacted in that manner. No, totally. You know? yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. oh, this sucks. And then you have the rest of the women's division sitting there being very engrossed. Okay, we want to know what's going on. Except for <laughs> Britt Baker sitting there, like, I'd rather be anywhere else but here. To be honest with you, yeah. like, why am I here? Um, yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, when uh, Sheeta got in the ring afterwards, and Britt's like, mm, not, yeah, not my issue. Not gonna do that. Not yeah. my issue. Not my problem. <laughs> Imagine if she joins Nightmare Collective and she has to cut all her hair off. Yeah. If she became like a, uh, I don't know, like Nightmare Collective, they might need, it feels like they are lacking that one sort of alpha player. You well, know, because Awesome Kong's there. No, but Awesome Kong is like their Hager. You know, it's like, it doesn't seem like she's going to actually, mm. like you think that, but I think she's sort of the enforcer. Like she's yeah. the person who's sort of above all that or away from the fray. And then you've got, uh, you've got the, what's her name? The bald one. Oh, Melanie Cruz. Thank you. Melanie Cruz. She's like the Virgil of the group. You need your lead guy. Yeah. And yeah, that could easily be Britt Baker. That could be somebody. And it seems like that's who they're trying to recruit. They're trying to get Statlander to be that crown yeah. jewel, yeah. you know? Yeah. But obviously she's the alien said no. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the reveal of Luther at the end. Yeah, he's goofy looking. Yeah, that that was goofy. I, I get it, man. And the part of the I wonder if part of the problem. And I know that night, the Nightmare Collective is focused on the women's division. I get that, but you got the Dark Order, you got the Nightmare Collective, and then the group that really should be booked the strongest as a heel stable, the Inner Circle, they are not. And in fact, LAX has not been anywhere to be seen. I know. And I think they're going to be there next week. But yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, somehow they're number one contenders for the tech titles. Yeah, I know it is. It's it's a bit convoluted. Uh, but yeah, they should really be, but that's, that's what I was really excited about when the first episode, when the inner circle formed, it's like, yeah. Oh cool. A dominant big faction. Mm-hmm. They're going to recruit some more people. Even Jericho's kind of, he's, he's kind of playing his character as a bit of a dullard. Yeah. 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 And not just, you know, oblivious cause he's so full of himself. He seems to be kind of like an outright dullard sometimes. <laughs> like Mox was on his podcast talking about how he doesn't care about money. And Jericho's trying to throw all the, uh, all this all this fancy stuff at him. Okay, well that that's a good question. That's that's some wrestling silliness that we can talk about for a second. All right, is Jericho's podcast canon? It can't be. No, it's not. It can't be. But you can't ignore the fact that Mox was on there and more or less said, "I don't care about money." And then expect us to, because Mox is like, yeah, I don't care about money. <laughs> what he responds? Well, he even you? referenced his paid-off truck last night. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah. he said, yeah, I have my 2015 truck that I paid for with cash. Like, I mean, is it canon? Like, it kind of is canon, isn't it? They referenced it. 
Yeah, they referenced. I mean, not the directly, not directly, but it, but at the same time, it's like Jericho heard from Mox's mouth. I don't care about money. Yeah, on his podcast, and what did Mox say last night? I don't care about money. Yeah, he said I don't care about any of this stuff. I care about dominating. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, getting off top. Anyway, this is a really good match. Um, Statlander's great. Riho's great. Yeah, they're both great. Um, Statlander will probably get that title at one point, but yeah, I didn't expect the title to change hands. Last night and a wonk finish makes. I guess it is. It just is. I don't know. I mean, that's that's it. one thing. It's it is sort of unclear. Like I'm I'm kind of curious. I wonder even if if Kenny knows who I think books the women's division. If he even knows like who the next person to get. Well, the in title. one of the Twitter questions he was asked is like who who's the face of the women's division. He said still working on it. Uh, yeah, but he also put over Riho pretty. Put over Riho, Statlander, good. and uh, Hikaru Shida. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, those are the three names he mentioned. Um, so anyways, early on, Statlander uh, blocks a six one nine from Rio. Riho. She hits a hit, Riho hits a hip toss. Uh, Statlander hits a backbreaker. We'll just skip ahead because uh, Cruz, Melanie Cruz, and Awesome Kong walk down the ring. Riho is on the apron. Cruz pulls her off, tosses her in the barricade, and then Statlander lays her out with a suicide dive. And Brandy's like, "All right, I gotta go." She walks down the ring. Uh, while she's doing that, Statlander lays out Awesome Kong with another suicide dive. And by that time, Brandy's down ringside. Her and Statliner start arguing. And that's when the bald dude pops out, Luther, from the ring. And Excalibur goes, oh, my gosh, that's Luther, the Japanese deathmatch death match legend. <laughs> yeah. Problem yeah. Is, is that no one in the arena hears any of this. So they see, they see a bald guy pop out from the ring. And they're like, who the hell? We don't With know like who this is. like some weird face paint on Like, why should, we, why should this be impactful for us? And we have no idea who this is. Even Excalibur saying that, yeah. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. I was like. Hmm. I don't know who that is. Like if it was the other Jap- Japanese death deathmatch guy, uh, Tsushi Onita, I'd be like, "Oh wow, holy crap! They got that huge guy." Huge get. That'd <laughs> be huge. He's Nightmare Collective. I'm on board. Where's a T-shirt? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Is like, Awesome Kong's great. I like Brandy. Yeah. I don't feel the. I have, there's a reason for me to really. There. I haven't been. The, the Nightmare Collective don't have a hook yet. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't have a thing where I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can see why this is important. Uh, something to worry about. Cool. Yeah. I just don't see that yet. I mean, that's the issue. Yeah, it could be. You're probably right. I feel it's that. It's like inner circle I get. Yeah. Well, there's handled correctly. It's up for debate, but I get. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the inner circle, though, like when they've got, when they have a match, there is always the threat of the inner circle oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I do appreciate that. Yeah. That's always lingering. I just figured it'd be a bit more NWO-ish. Totally. Um, and, like, which, they've handled Hager perfect so far. Yeah, they've, they've handled Hager pretty good. And Sammy they've handled pretty well. Mm-hmm. Sam, Oh, Sammy they've handled perfectly. Sammy um, has made a star of himself yeah. in my eyes anyways. Yeah. LAX, not so much. Because that dude's out there wrestling every, every single week. Every week, yeah. He's starting to get yeah. some wins. Some wins LAX, together. they started off hot. And then after the the, the Texas death match, whatever they called it. The oh, against fight, the Young Bucks, yeah. Um, they they've kind of disappeared. disappeared a little bit, yeah. Didn't yeah, they no. take a loss against Private Party? Yeah. They had a loss against them. Yeah, that it was, was that memorial idea. match. That was a bad move. Um, so uh, this Luther guy pops out. Uh, Statlander's about to punch Brandy. Now, ever since you mentioned him being, what was the what was his name in Game of Thrones? The eunuch. <laughs> I cannot not, like, it's funny because this week it was even more, even though I hadn't seen his face, nobody knew who he was. We just saw in the promo, in the vignette from yeah, behind yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it's the, you're right. It's the dude from Game of Thrones. This week I saw him. I was like, holy crap, it really is him. Uh, Somebody in chat's going to drop his name. Yeah, Statlander tried to punch Brandy. Uh, Luther catches a punch, tosses uh, Statlander towards Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong clotheslines her. Um, and then Riho goes to the top. You think she's going to hit a, a coup de gras on Statlander to win? No. Top rope fun splash. Varus. Varus. Thank there, you. Yeah. On to Luther. Then she goes back in, goes to the top, tries for a coup de gras. Statlander gets out of the way. Um, and then uh, uh, the finish sees a. Uh, Chris goes for her finisher. Uh, awesome Kong trips her up, and then Riho uh, did the pitting combo to get the win. Um, awesome Kong's in the ring after the match, starts beating up on Statlander. Riho tries to make the save. She's dropped by Melanie Cruz. Hikaru Shida jumps over the barricade. She gets involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, Britt just stays there. Mm-hmm. She's sitting. Yeah. And then, and then Big Swole comes out as well. Yep. I wonder if Britt Baker was thinking, man, I could have been part of Richard Stone brand. Was that his name? Robert Stone? Robert Stone. Robert Stone. Robert Stone. Robert Stone Brand. Because he was Robbie E. Yeah. Robert Stone Brand. 
and be with my lovely boyfriend. I just think if we're given more reason to care about or to feel afraid yeah. of Nightmare Collective, then it would be more impactful. Yeah. And they've had, yeah, Davis had some issues with debuts. When Dark Order came out to be the best friends of Double Nothing, everybody's like, who the hell are these guys? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when Butcher the Blade came out. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know who Braxton Sutter is. Mm-hmm. Like, say that's Braxton Sutter, if they can use that name. Yeah, I, Impact probably uses probably owns that. that. Maybe. But, I mean, I knew, I, the thing about the Butcher and the Blade is that I, I knew about them. I had never really, I, and I knew one of them was Braxton Sutter. Um, but it, for the general audience, like, I know, I, it's, it's a weird dichotomy. It's, Cody has said openly he wants to appeal to the Being the Elite fans, to the people who watch Being the Elite. That's who he's making this for. Um, and I guess it's you could maybe assume that people who watch Being the Elite would be somewhat in tune with the larger names in the independent scape. Um, the thing about the thing that really bugged me about Butcher and the Blade is that you could have produced some really cool uh, vignettes with their look, yeah. And then and you're like, oh man, how are, you know how are they going to debut? And then that's how they debut. And so the, the home audience is like, oh, it's these guys. They were making them out to be a big deal, and they are. And so that's my bigger problem with them uh, is that, man, they really could have like hyped that. And same thing with the Dark Order. Like If we had those vignettes in advance. Yeah, if then, they booked this in reverse, I know. Yeah. Their, their eventual debut would have been a lot more impactful. I think that's the thing. If they're doing all these cold debuts without uh, preparing people for who these characters are. Yeah. So, yeah, Dark Order debuts at Double or Nothing. It's like, oh, you know. They're they're good. They look cool, I guess, and they have all these these creepers with them. But who are they, and yeah. why should I? What reason am I given to care about them beating up best friends? Yeah, it's funny because if you look back at uh, okay, so when Double or Nothing was happening, remember they had that awesome video package with Dustin mm-hmm. building up that Cody match, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, if this is what AEW TV is going to look like, this is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, and yeah, it is kind of funny how like there we so expected like a sports feel and it's just gone like kind of literally the complete opposite mm-hmm. direction mm-hmm. hangman's all drinking yeah and he got the dark corner of the nightmare collide. it is kind of funny how that happened yeah i know because it's gone so like so quickly I know. I know. off the rails. even see where they were like the second episode or the third episode <laughs> yeah I know. To where they are now is, is pretty it's a pretty huge departure that's kind of crazy it is pretty crazy uh, after that, we had a, a Kip Sabian video Super bad. package. Yeah, super bad. Kip um, Sabian, and then after that, uh, Christopher Daniels versus Sammy Guevara. Um, this was a fun match. Uh, of course, Pentagon Junior came out towards the end, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, sorry, where I lost my spot. Oh yeah, and said he's like, "Hey, do the moonsault. Do the moonsault. Do it. Come on, I want to see you do it." <laughs> And Daniel is so confused. He's like, oh, man. I got to prove my bona fides to this guy. <laughs> so he charges at Sammy. Sammy hits him with a knee and then a super kick and he pins him. Yeah. Doesn't even need a finisher. Yeah. Well, he's all confused. I want that to be Penta's like new gimmick, though, is like needling people when they well, make he, one yeah, mistake. Yeah, yeah. Someone bought to something and he just re- he repeats it. <laughs> He's gonna essentially have Sammy uh, Sammy uh, Zane's uh, Telestrator gimmick. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's got he's got an iPad. And he's like doing he's his match critic. Thing. Yeah, exactly. So Matt match finishes. Dark Order runs down the ring. Uh, Evil Uno's making a pitch to Christopher Daniels, um, saying, "Hey, look you're, at you. You're an innovator. Nobody would be here today without how you you know you especially me. You. you know you took me under your wing, something like that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here without you. Now you suck." Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, holy crap, are they actually going to reveal Christopher Daniels to be the higher power <laughs> 20 years after he wasn't I know. in uh, WWE because he was too short? So Uno hands him a mask. Uh, Daniels tosses that at him. Dark Order starts beating him down. SCU to the ring to make the saves. Young Bucks are there too. Mm-hmm. They clear the ring. And then Stu Grayson, for some reason, I think he was on the opposite side of the ring as the tope was supposed to happen. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so he's like, oh, shoot, I have to get over there. If I just run over there, it's going to be weird. So I'll jump back in the ring, yeah. fight a little bit, bit and get sent out. Uh, Scorpio Sky lays them all out with a tope. Uh, Young Buck super kick Alex Reynolds, and then uh, Christopher Daniels hits him with the Uranagi and the Moon Salt. So we're gonna get some sort of uh, some ten uh, man tag action at some point. Yeah, well, if this is WWE. That'd be the case. In this case, what the Young Bucks and SCU versus Dark Order. 
Dark Order. So you can have uh, Uno, Uno, Stu, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. Yeah, I guess so. Um, because next week we're getting uh, Butcher and the Blade and MJF against DDP, QT Marshall, and Dustin. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. You know the one thing that bugged me about the, the MJF promo mm. is why in, like it, in the span of a one Lanny Poffo interview, <laughs> Cody Rhodes teleported apparently another city. Yeah. And they were like trying to say, oh, he's in the trainer's room or something. Dustin was the one that got his knee kicked a thousand times, and he was out there. I know. Like, as soon as MJF started talking about banging DDP's, so to speak, daughter, like, at that point, Cody really should have come back down. Hey, like, come on, man. You post pictures of you being in a gorilla position with uh, Tony Khan. I know. Yeah, we know you're just right there. You know MJF. But, like, the span. It was, no, you're right. It was literally, we see Cody. And then we literally then see MJF. Why is it like he's not? Why didn't MJF come out while Cody was out there? Or if you're going to do it that way, have this match open the show. Right, yeah. Kayfabe, a reason why Cody's not there. Yeah. And have MJF do this. Have him like, and that when he says, oh, Cody, you're a coward. Come on, I'll give you a 10 count. Come out here. Yeah. Aha, you didn't do it. Oh, he's catching a helicopter because Arn has some game film for him to watch. Yeah, something like that. To continue the football coach metaphors that they incessantly do. It's, but to have these in back-to-back segments, it's like, <laughs> Cody was just there. <laughs> yeah. Dustin took the worst. <laughs> like Patsy yes. yeah. Dustin took the worst beating in that match, yeah. and, and he makes it down there. He makes it down there, exactly. It's like, it just come on. Some of the stuff, like, from the, some of the stuff is no-brainer stuff, man. And I don't think, that, and here's the thing, I don't think that's nitpicky at all. That's just no, logical story beats. It is beats. logical story beats. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Lucha Brothers versus Cody and Dustin was next. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Um, uh, it's a good enough match, and I kind of uh, yeah. I they sure are making Ray Phoenix take a lot of losses, aren't they? He's the new Carl Anderson. Kind of. Cody and Dustin are, and this is not a shock, really good mm-hmm. as a tag team. Mm-hmm. The Lucha Bros should not have lost. I get that right now Cody is on a all the elite have to win thing. I get that. Well, because he's also the booker, so he's going to book himself against like one of the best <laughs> tag teams in the world you know, to win. Right. Like, if this was Cody and Dustin versus Jurassic Express... Sure, give you guys give you guys the win. If it was against the the other comedy act, the, the best friend guys, okay, give them. This is the Lucha Bros, man. They're like traveled the world. How many times has Cody and Dustin teamed up at this point? Like three. Well, in AEW, they were tag team champs at WWE. No, no, I know, but that's not you know that's whatever. That was ages ago. Cody even said on Twitter, "I rarely team up with my brother, but this is a special occasion because the Lucha Bros. Yeah, you should totally lose this match. Yeah, I know. It's Lucha Bros. I know." They really should be in contention for tag team titles. Yeah, no, point. instead they have like a 500 record. But I guess that's been expunged, so now they have a losing record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways. They got rid of the, you know, I was on board that record thing. More and more we talk about it, they get rid of that shit. Because it was like last night when Jurassic uh, Express got their win. And they're like, oh, this is the first time, you know, uh, Jack Perry got, his, got a Got pin, his first win, yeah. Got his first win. I'm like, really? Don't remind me of that. Get rid of these damn records, man. Either get rid of them. If you're going to be so goofy with your stories, you got to get rid of the records. Either pick one side. Be sports and have records or be goofy shit and don't have records. That's the point I'm trying to make, man. All right. And I prefer the sports aspect because it's different. It's just not the same as WWE's doing. Yeah, I like the goofy shit. You know me. Uh, So the finish of this match is a lot of fun, though. A lot of back and forth. Anytime Dustin busts out a destroyer, it's great. 
Yeah, um, I love that. That's that's great. Um, but Dustin ends up getting the pin on Ray Phoenix after a final reckoning. Uh, Cody supposed to have an interview with Tony Schiavone. He's about to talk, respond to MJF's uh, stipulations. Instead of instead, Arn steps in, interrupts, <laughs> and he's like, "Who around here gave MJF the stroke to to dictate the terms of this match? Yeah, um, we're gonna go and we're gonna talk about it, and we'll get back to you." Yeah. And like the audience was like audibly, "Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah." And then like they pass by MJF as he walks. To yeah, the and ring. the span of a ninety-second Lanny Poffo interview. <laughs> Because it was Legends of Wrestling night, we didn't even really get to see that much. No, they, they showed. They were sitting ringside uh, for the MJF stuff, and they had some, some stuff at the beginning. They had, of the I show, think, a right? ceremony probably before the cameras were rolling. Because yeah, yeah. during the Lanny Poffo interview, they rolled footage of who was there. The Rock and Roll Express were there. Austin Idol, Austin Idol was there. Um, oh, uh, Jimmy Valiant was there. Yeah, a couple other uh, faces I I, mm-hmm. I recognize. So, uh, MGF makes his way out. It's picture in picture. So, he's doing his usual thing where he's going by the ring and talking trash and stuff. He makes Justin Roberts kiss his ring. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if he grabbed him by the tie or not. That would been a funny touch if he had grabbed him by the tie. I, man, I, was, I think he did. Or at least it was the lapel. But the tie would have been the best. Yeah. Um, he passes by the Memphis wrestling legends. Gives them all the double birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, gets in the ring. By, and then by the time a commercial breaks over, he's talking. He calls Cody a coward. Says, Cody, I'll give you a count of 10 to come down here and face him. He doesn't. MJF calls him a little bitch. And then that's when you hear, it's me, it's me, it's DDP. DDP mm-hmm. comes to the ring. Um, and oh, Lena Bliss here makes a good point in chat. If Cody touches him, the match is off. But then, isn't that, that wouldn't that start when Cody like accepts? accepts? Or maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, that's one of the stipulations. Yeah, that is one of the stipulations. I Means he can respond and not touch him. Well, I think maybe that was the point of him not coming down at the end. Yeah, it just comes off as Cody looking weak, though. Well, it comes off as him being lost in the arena. Or that. <laughs> I mean, he can go out. I mean, like, he can run out there with, with, with Dustin and QT Marshall. Mm, yeah. And kind of direct traffic or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, he needs you know? to show his face at least exactly. to show that he, he's engaged. Yeah, exactly. Um, so DDP calls MJF Motormouth Jackoff Friedman. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Because he says jack off really good. Yeah. DDP. Puts over DDP yoga. Yeah. Puts over himself. Now known as DDPY. Yeah. Um, and so the fans, are, they're going out to social media asking DDP, uh, are you going to have one more match? I did not ask him for that. No. And then MJF starts talking some trash. Um, DDP steps up to him. Uh, MJF says, oh, all right. Well, here, I got someone that wants to, 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 to meet your acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Butcher in the blade. MJF says, Hey, WCW's dead, and dead is the average age of your fans. <laughs> That's a great That's line. That's a good line. And tells DDP that either you can kiss the ring and walk out of here or not and go straight to hospice. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, when that happens, you go to hospice, and that's when I'll lay down with he one of your daughters. very graphic, oh, like with hand man. movements and hip movements, and I'll lay her down on the bed. Anyways, uh, DDP goes on a diamond cutter rampage. He starts he starts doling out to everybody, including the poor Butcher and Blade. Yeah. The, the guys who, their mystique is all gone because they're financed by MJF. Well, first, Cody. Whenever, whenever somebody needs money, it's it takes the mystique away. It really does. So they're financed by MJF. They basically got single-handedly destroyed by Cody. <laughs> and then they both got laid out by 80-year-old uh, diamond cutters. And then uh, DDP tries to diamond cut MJF. Uh, he low blows him. Uh, QT Marshall, I guess he's Nightmare Family now, and Dustin yeah. run down to make the save. Yeah. Cody could have come down there, directed traffic, mm-hmm. not laid a hand on him. Well, okay, so here's the thing. It would be okay if, like, Cody comes down and they even play up the story that he's not going to touch MJF because he wants his options on the table. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It seems like a good way to build the story. Like he runs like he's about to hit, hit MJF or something. Not going to yeah. do it. Yeah. My brother, on the other hand, mm-hmm. have at it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And uh, MJF tweeted while DDP was talking. That was pretty funny. When so, will this old fart shut up? Yeah. After that, Jurassic Express versus Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. This is a fun match. Uh, Jungle Boy finally gets a, a win. Yes. So that was good. And on TV... We actually get to see Orange Cassidy wrestle a little bit. Yeah, that was rad. He's supremely over. Yeah, that crowd. Whenever he get when he gets that tag, oh boy, 
He is big time over. And he's a decent wrestler when he actually wrestles. No, he's a good wrestler. I love that splash he did, though, where he just kind of fell off the top rope. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> pretty funny. Anyway, Jungle Boy, he reverses up a powerbomb attempt from uh, Chuck Taylor. Get the roll-up win. Gets a W finally. Yeah, finally gets a W. So, new year, new records. It's going to be a, a stellar 2020 for Jungle Jack Perry. Have they... Uh... They put. I know. I noticed. I've noticed records when the people come out, but I swear every time I see them, their career records or their AEW career records, not for oh, the year for yet. Maybe there hasn't been enough days in the year. Yeah, maybe yet. not. Maybe two. they were waiting until the people start accruing more wins or losses. That could be. Uh, yeah. After that, it was announced that DDP is going to be in that six-man tag match. He's going to drop some diamond cutters. Yep. And then finally, the main event segment. Uh, Inner Circle come down the ring. Get another. Uh, the cue card bit with Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, after that picture-in-picture commercial, Mox comes down to the ring, and uh, Jericho, he wants his answer. Mm-hmm. And Mox is like, I don't think anyone knows my motivations, even you, Chris. Uh, I don't want any of the stuff you offered me. I bought my truck for, with cash in 2015. I don't care about a fancy car. I don't yeah. care about money. I don't care about owning 49% of Inner Circle. I came to AEW to dominate to run roughshod over the wrestling business, and that is why I'm saying yes. And he unzips he, his jacket. Inner circle shirt. Inner circle shirt. Which when you see, see him coming down through the crowd with his jacket zipped up all the way, you know inner circle shirts underneath <laughs> Yeah. I've watched enough WCW in, to know and exactly fact, how this whole thing's going to play out. T- to be honest, yeah. The, from beat to beat, you know exactly. Even down to the, oh, he's going to wink to the camera, isn't he? Oh, he just winked to the camera. <laughs> yeah. The only kind of difference was rather than just going straight to a, a dirty a paradigm shift, after Sammy and Jack Hager uh, left the ring, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's like, that kind of sucks the air out of your eventual <laughs> reveal that you're not joining him a little bit. You know what? I'll but be you get that reaction shot to Jericho processing it, so it yeah, kind of makes it worth it. I kind of I, I kind of like that because Mox is good with the one line. You know, he's good with the punchline. And so he says, yeah, just kidding. And it's like, yeah, okay. Well, I saw that coming, but it was still a good punctuation, yeah. you know? Uh, so Mox says, I want to stand with the inner circle because they dominate AEW. Mox declares Jericho the greatest of all time. And Mox wants to surround himself with greatness. Yeah. And he's like, hey, let's start, let's start popping some bubbly. Let's get some bubbly. Um, and, and Mox goes, oh, hold on. I forgot something. And you think, oh, here it is. He's like, give me the car, the car keys. keys. He wants the car so keys. He car keys. Fancy car. $750,000 car. Yeah. And the crowd starts chanting, you sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy and Jake, they leave. Uh, so it's just Jericho and Mox lingering. And uh, Mox's like, hey, cut the music. Yeah, I was just kidding. I never joined the inner circle. And he has a bottle of champagne in his hand, breaks over Jericho's head, uh, drops him with a paradigm shift. Sammy gets in. He get, eats one, too. Yeah, that cell job from Sammy was great. Yeah. One of those like small athletic guys just plants themselves like Ricochet does that. It's great. And as Hager's getting in the ring, uh, Mox beats it mm-hmm. through the stands, takes off the inner circle shirt, uh, but out of his pocket, he still has the car still keys. Still has the car keys. How many weeks is it going to take for that car to be destroyed? Uh, yeah, I don't know, but Jericho, apparently it's, uh, it's Tony Khan's dad's car. Oh. Apparently it's legitimately his car. Uh, but oh. in storyline, of course, Jericho had said, title is clear, it's in your name, it's gassed up, ready to go. So Mox, Mox gets the car. Mox, Mox gets the car. Oh, well, if it's, if it's uh, Tony's dad's car, it's probably not going to get destroyed. Though. I don't think it's going to be, yeah, because it's like legitimately, yeah. I think that's probably their budget. This isn't WWE. That's, 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 yeah. that's like legitimately their budget. Unless they're trying to kayfabe like a Ford Focus as that car. Well, it could be a situation where he's at the junkyard and there's like a little compressed box. That was yeah, there. exactly. Hey, you want to see your car? Here it is. Yeah. And that could be any car. That could be anything. It could be not a car. It could be a tank for all we know. <laughs> could be the thing the Million Dollar Man was there fighting in the video. Robot tank. Anyways, let's take some questions. Yeah. Let's see what the people have to say. Let's take some questions. Uh, first, Jeffrey Nguyen says, uh, I relate to Hangman Page on a deep level. Uh, I know, Jeffrey. I know. Uh, Ryan Luckman says, update, any update on Big Red? Are we any closer to being able to lock up Snake Larson? I, he, I don't think he took it. I didn't take he it. Got a, if, I have an interim title. I'm happy. I won yeah. predictions for Wrestle Kingdom. I have my interim title. I'm cool. Uh, no, that's not, that's not, we don't do interim titles here going in. I just said we did. If you can declare uh, predictions uh, uh, null and void because the trophy is missing, then I can say, okay, here's my new trophy. I win. No, the trophy's missing, though. That's what was up for grabs. No, I mean, no, I no, say no, 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 no. You know, this here, you can have this coffee cup. Sure. It's a terrible interim. T- that's not a good interim title. But I mean, it's, it's a not. symbol of my victory, and that's all I really but care about. There's only one symbol, and that's big red. No, symbols here can, can come follow. And go. The As anybody can see from our history doing predictions, we've had several things represent 
winning or losing of predictions. The investigation. Winning or losing is what's important, not the, the physical manifestation of it's that It's all victory. about what the prize is. Instagram, Steven Larson, you can follow along. I had some suspect lists, some suspect uh, interim title. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no title there. This is a bunch of tomfoolery. It really is. It truly is. <laughs> Interim title here. Uh, Greg Morris said, uh, he said, I love JR calling it AWE. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I missed that too. Right here, AWE. For all wrestling. How do you even say that's such a mouthful to, to add the W in the middle? Yeah, I know. AW is so easy to say. AWE. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jimmy Thomas. I hope that they keep it. That page is a professional in the ring, but the second the bell rings break out the booze. Yeah. Book them like an old school wrestler. You mm-hmm. know, the guys who mm-hmm. would just drink all the time, but they're fine in the ring. Uh, James Fletcher. What do you think will be the big moment where people think AEW can take down WWE? I don't think anybody can take down WWE. At least not in the promotion. I think that we're so far away from that even being potential. Like if John Cena showed up on AEW. Yeah, Cena, Lesnar, Taker, even Taker. I don't. I yeah. I don't. I don't think. I think we're so far away from that happening. Yeah. That it's not even a possibility right now to yeah. think about. Uh, Wolfpack for life with the records being reset. Who will go on a winning streak and who will go on a losing streak? Uh, you'll see. Of course, the elite's going to start winning a lot. Yeah, the Elite's going to win a lot. I think Kenny's going to win that match against Pac. Pac is fighting Darby Allen on Bash of the Beach. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be great. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Jungle Jack Perry going a bit of a win streak myself. Yeah, they made a big deal about that last night. Uh, Adrian C., thoughts on the win-loss records resetting so quickly, given that All Out in is their WrestleMania. It would have been made more sense to reset after that. Seems a bit soon, given they've only been on TV for a few months. Yeah, maybe they just thought January 1st. It's a good... Uh, uh, time to hit the reset button. If they're looking long term, I mean, I'm I'm actually a, as a long big, as it's consistent. That's all I really care about. I'm actually a bigger fan of them using all in as the point or the the that you know all mm-hmm. out whatever. If that if they're gonna make that their mania, mm-hmm. which I think would be a great idea. Yeah, I'd be a bigger fan of that. But whatever. I mean, the first of the of the year is good. As too. long as they're consistent. Yeah. Uh, Greg Morris. Outside of Jericho, I don't care about the inner circle. At first, it seemed like we get a war with them and the elite. Am I missing something? Oh, I love Sammy Guevara. If you're not paying attention to Sammy Guevara, you're doing yourself a disservice. I absolutely love Sammy Guevara. I think he's great. Uh, it, it'll happen. Adrian C., everyone agrees MJF is amazing on the mic, but at what point does he really need to start to show in the ring? I feel like he only wrestles maybe once a month. He's got a match next week. Uh, yeah. Match. Yeah. Yeah. They may be one to save that till he eventually gets in the ring with Cody, though, at Revolution. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Steve Klein, hey friendos, which AEW tag team will have a breakout 2020? He says Butcher and the Blade. Uh, they just got uh, diamond cut by DDP. They don't, they're a long ways away from a breakout. I think the Young Bucks are going to have a breakout year. I mean, I don't think they're apt to change the titles around too much. I think that the Young Bucks and maybe LAX are going to be only the other mm-hmm. tag teams to have those titles this year. Yeah, that could be. Probably. Um, buh, 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 buh. Any other questions here? No, that was it. All right, cool. Right on. All right, well, everybody, thanks everybody for watching. We do appreciate it. Our NXT review is already live on the channel, so you can check that out. That's, I mean, that's that's a cool prop right there. It's my interim title. Well, yeah, you can you can say that, but this doesn't really count. So it does. It, it counts just as much as you saying that it doesn't count because that's just your opinion, man. Yeah. So that nullifies it. So it doesn't. So nothing. I know that's all reason that there's all reason that you took Big Red is so it nullifies the results. I didn't take Big Red. I didn't take it. You did. Do you want to go look at my car right now? There is an empty spot where it was. I know because it took it inside your house. I didn't take. I have given you an open invitation, and you have not gone to, for your property. You haven't even bothered to come over to my house. I know it's a huge and ruse. And I know it's going to materialize as soon as you win predictions again. That's exactly what's going to happen. All right. Well, I guess you just know everything then, don't you? Somebody stole the title, our property, and you don't care about it. I'm care. the one filing their police reports. Let me see this police report. Still, show me that. 
It's in here. It's right here. Show Look. it to me. We'll go off the air. Show it to me. No, do it right now on the air. Sacramento Sheriff. Ryan Luckman says, uh, look at Discord. Office. Why do I have to look at Discord? Uh, I don't know what I'm looking at. There's a lot of like questions here that I've already answered. All right. Anyways, I'll look this up. Thanks, everybody, for watching. I appreciate it. And until or yeah, I appreciate it. Not him. I appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. That's a good toy that you got on your shoulder there. Let's see here. Sacramento County Sheriff's not even typing. Office. Clack, 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 not even clack, typing. clack, 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 clack. very good at All right. Rooms. Let's see here. Submitted orders. Uh, let's see. Submitted orders. Where is... All right. Here we go. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.